The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Talking Tuesday of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game in our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC studios here at the Star in Frisco. It is our first off-season edition of Talking Cowboys. Boo. <laughs> That's exactly how everybody feels at the moment. But we're going to have some fun here over the next hour because we have until 1230 today before Chris Beam knocks us out of the studio. Yes. Kicks us out. So we've got yes. some time to kill today. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Gentlemen, was it nice having a week off? Not at all. Exactly. Miss you guys. Did miss you guys. Haven't had a show since Tuesday. Wish we were still in it. But, hey, reality is reality, and that's where we are nowadays. Yeah. Anybody have? The real reality is the show just before us. That's the reality. Oh, the draft show? Mm Mm-hmm. When that starts up, you know it's it's church. Yeah, that's when it happens. And draft show started up today, but we do have Talking Cowboys every Tuesday throughout the offseason. From 11 a.m. Central Time to 12.30 Central Time. So, talking Cowboys. Heckman, did you have the heart to watch some football this weekend? All right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not going to miss it. A second. Man, and what a weekend of football it was. Yeah. I'm still basking in the afterglow of Sunday's games. That Kansas City-Buffalo game was absolutely incredible. Amazing, yeah. It's just Best game you ever seen? No, I wouldn't say that's the best game I've ever seen. It's up there, though. It's up there for me. I would say, yeah, for me. It was. conversation. It is for me. I think as far as playoff games, the Houston uh, Oilers-Tennessee Titans game, the Music City Miracle or something like that was probably – that was one of the craziest plays I've ever seen in a football game. So, I mean, but that was exciting. I mean, look, that's as far as coaching goes, execution goes, quarterback play goes, all of that was like everything was on point uh, in that game. I mean, I, I'd ask you when you walked in, I was like, man, is there any games that you saw, any teams that you saw that you would just left you green with envy? Uh, well, Kansas City. Always Kansas City. Always Kansas City. Okay. Because yeah. anytime you can score a touchdown in, or, well, score in 13 <laughs> seconds. Period. Uh, that, yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? Don't bring that up. What? Why'd what, you have to do that? What human being can, <laughs> can do that? His name's Patty Mahomes, and he had three timeouts. Uh, but also, what about anybody? What about you? Anybody that you just watched and was like, oh, God, I wish I had one of those? No, this game was that, that game was pretty exciting for me, just yeah. because of the standpoint of of the execution on both sides, right? Both teams, uh, they were just it was a head to head combat, and it was what you expected out of those guys. That was that was the AFC Championship game. I don't care what nobody has to say. Um, that's really the Super Bowl that everybody wanted to see. It just can't happen. Uh, but you know, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> what uh, Josh Josh Allen and. Freaking Mahomes, their, their their ability to go up there, handle things at the line of scrimmage, get the ball out, make plays, buy time, move their team down the field, move the chains, mm. using their feet. Mm. Tuh. Mm. I put that tuh on the end. Of. Isn't it just crazy how important that is? Did you see the way important. that Josh Allen, <laughs> Josh Allen rusher? had to run the football, but also just buy time? Because Kansas City got after him. There were pressure after pressure after pressure after pressure. Chris Jones blew up the middle of that line of scrimmage. Sound familiar? Yeah. Sound, yeah. sound familiar but, to I mean, he But he put them on skates. Even when they yep. even when they did their job coverage-wise, guess who they didn't account for? No. They didn't account for freaking Josh Allen and his ability to do what? Simply run right. down the field, get down, move the chains, new set of downs. That literally wears a defense 
out. You, If you ever want to see a defense disoriented and discouraged, let a quarterback make a couple of different, a couple of first downs using their feet. It will frustrate the crap out of you. And I think um, you know, Cowboys Nation might have some of that frustration. Mm. See, and there's a reason why we're talking about this. <laughs> there's Where a reason why, because I wanted to back at it. Wanted to throw this it's question. Long off season, oh, it's a long offseason. It's been, it's it been a week, but it's like I never left. We're never right left. Back. I wanted to throw this question out there. After talking about this and after watching those games, you you asked the question of who who did you envy, but did it change the way you thought about the way your Cowboys' expectations were tempered throughout the season? That's my biggest thing because I looked at it, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was as out of the cake as anybody this season with the Cowboys, and I still am. I still think this team, talented-wise, could have done similar things to what you saw this past weekend. But, man, the execution, like you said, the quarterback play, the way that things kind of worked out and still the Bills lost – it made me look at the Cowboys and really say, maybe we weren't as close. What do you guys think about the thought. coordinators? What do you mean? Just, just from the display of coordinators between B and me, and I don't even know who calls the plays for for Buffalo, but uh, it was it was great. I mean, it to me that game was and like the Green Bay Forty Nine er game. You could say the 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 weather affected a lot of that stuff, yeah, sure. But that was next level in terms of execution. Scheme, whatever you want to say. I mean that that might have been the best two teams in the league. You know, just going at it in the second round. It's just the way the, that the schedule yep. held up. I I think I don't know how you could say anything different in terms of yeah, it was better than what we've seen here, especially down the stretch. Yeah, did it did it change the way you think about Cowboys' expectations? Yes and no. Like I, it's weird talking about this team. It's been weird talking about this team because I think we all picked them to beat the 49ers, mm-hmm. but. A lot of that had to do with what we saw six games into the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. what I saw last ten games made me feel like, yeah, that I, okay, I'll pick them to win this game. I don't know about the the next games because they weren't as efficient. Mm-hmm. They they were not as in sync offensively, and uh, and they relied on takeaways a lot to get that done, which you can't count on all the time in the playoffs. So no, I I mean I think. Where they ended up is not like to me not the biggest shock in the world. It's the way they came out and played mm-hmm. that is so frustrating to fans, understandably, and and to Jerry Jones as well, who Ooh. talked on the fan last Friday. I, I get it. That's and, and that's the thing. Like you know, when I asked the question about being green with Ivy, and you talk about the coordinators, like all of that goes hand in hand of seeing coordinators like Eric Bieniemy in the game that he called was masterful mm-hmm. in that last thirteen seconds. Point taken, Isaiah. Uh, but I, for me, it was it was a, a young guy in Joe Burrow who had a, a horrible offensive line. Oh, awful! Who, who was sacked nine times, but that boy kept delivering the bacon. I mean, he stood in there and he made throw after throw after throw. And obviously, if you have a, a receiver like Jamar Chase, that sure makes it a hell of a lot easier. Does it? Ah, uh, yeah, it does. Hmm. Yeah, it does. They get him the ball. They got him the ball, but Jamar Chase, let's just be fair. Jamar Chase is a whole different specimen of wide receiver. He's, Isn't that what, what Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are supposed to be, though? Oof, oof. Okay, let's just, just would you confuse Jamar Chase with CeeDee Lamb or Amari, Amari Cooper? Different styles. Different. Different styles, both do, all dominant. Uh huh. Would you, would you not put them all in the dominant category? They what? have the talent to be dominant. Yeah. But only I mean, one of those three. We has only have been one dominant. year. We only have one year of Jamar Chase, and so I'm just I'm just basing it off of what uh-huh. he did in one year. I just hadn't either of those guys done what he did. So I just want to peel this back here. Just come on. <laughs> so Jamar Chase is dominant. Would you, we all agree? Yes, dominant absolutely. this year. This year, that's all we've seen. Dominant. Yeah. Look at the touchdowns. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb are beneath Jamar Chase. Is that what we're stating? I'm saying if we this have year, like if, absolutely, yeah. If we have cars on the, oh. uh, if we have cars that we're looking at. I mean, that's Ferrari, Porsche, there's, I, like whatever the top up. That's what Jamar. And so Chase. Jamar Chase is a Lambo, and Coop and C.D. are kind of like. I would start with Ferrari McLaren's? and then go. Yeah, well, yeah. As I was coming downstairs, I was talking to Danny McRae. Don't you speak bad about McLaren. I love McLaren's. They're actually their home Back is now in Cabell, Texas. <laughs> I like McLaren's. Hey, give me a shout out. I was talking to Danny McRae, who's um, if you check his Instagram, he was getting. He looks like he's in the gym. He's getting ready for some type of. He race. is getting I, I, yeah. ready. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate he's going to put all that work in for nothing. <laughs> okay. but. but but we were ironically we were talking about foot race, and he said I would like to see Jamar Chase and Tyreek. No, you don't want to. No, Jamar Chase is fast. Tyreek is. 
Diff. A cheetah. Yeah, it didn't but I think run. what you were saying, like different types of skills. Yes. Those two guys have different types Absolutely. of speed. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, yeah, they're, they're in a category of their own. However, what I wanted to highlight, and we've talked about this numerous times, is just the ability, and we've had this conversation, the ability of these offensive coordinators, that what they put on display this weekend, to get their playmakers the ball. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. When you when you ask that question, Rappi, when you ask that question, Kyle, that's what goes into my head. No other team, and the, the, the debate comes into in, in conversation in terms of, hey, uh, well, you can't just force feed your guys because if you force feed your guys and you can stall out your offense and you don't get the other guys the ball, these other teams aren't having that issue at all. Green Bay lost the ball, but who, who, who do they make sure got the ball? Devontae Adams. He made yeah. he almost caught almost every pass yeah. from them, right? Force okay. Um, we go to Cincinnati. Who got the ball? Jamar. They're number one, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to LA, the, the Rams. Who who got the ball? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. No question about it. Who who else played this weekend? Um the 49ers. Who's their guy? Debo. Debo. Did they have any issue getting him the ball? No. No. Running back and receiver. So so this I can't I can't comprehend. Now that the conversation is now coming up that, the oh, Amari Cooper just wasn't on his game this year. Now, all of a sudden, there's controversy. Is he going to be on the team? Should he get traded? Is he getting paid too much? You didn't get him the ball. Is it possible that the fact that maybe Amari Cooper is just not as good as Amari Cooper used to be? They're, they're, that's always – I mean, I, I would imagine that's the case for most guys. I mean, I think guys kind of dwindle off. There's a peak, and then, they're, then you start rescinding. Sure. So th- th- I think that's the case, but – I don't think we can sit up here and say Amari Cooper wasn't getting open. Yeah. That's a totally different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a totally different conversation. If he wasn't getting open, we can sit up here and stand on a, on a, on a hill all day long and say, hey, Coop, you, Coop's not the same. Coop, you're not the same as you used to be. Hey, you're not justified to get paid this much. You know, Maybe we need to trade you away, cap space, all that kind of stuff. That's not the conversation. The conversation simply is one-sided and saying they didn't get him the ball. But every other team that has a number one gets their guy the ball without compromising their offense. No, you make a great point. In – my whole thing was when I'm watching football and I'm seeing guys like, wow, that's different. Jamar Chase was just a difference maker for mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. And, no, we didn't give our difference makers an opportunity. Uh, there were points in the season where our office, offense was inept and stalled out. Mm-hmm. And you could put that on Kellen Moore. You could – all this mystery, calf injury or whatever it possibly was. But, look, man, season's over with. Mm-hmm. We're here. I don't want to railroad this and take this thing off the rails too soon. Well, no, no, I'm just saying it's a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, because this has to be addressed going into next year. No, and and, and I absolutely get it. I don't want to be the one to think that Amari Cooper, he's a baller. Mm -hmm. I I see C.D. Lamb, he's a baller. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking Mm -hmm. at these other guys and saying, oh, our guys just can't pull this off. I know they can. But I've gotten accustomed to our coordinator not calling plays specifically for guys, but scheming plays that he thinks will work in games. I've already said it. Is he calling plays for players or is he calling plays? Which one is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's definitely the second one. Right. So, I mean, look, I can't – I'm hitting my head up against cement yeah, yeah. to try and make this thing change, and it's not. I mean, and this is the way our coordinators work. But you look around the league, you're making a great point. What is Eric Bieniemy doing when it's when it's crunch time? He getting the ball to the people that he know can stretch the field, and everybody yep. knows who's getting it. Right, yep. and, and, and there's no question and, about it. And no. we and we talked about Amari so far, but Troy Aikman's on the radio, local radio, last week, and talking about Ceedee Lamb in that game where it's single coverage. Why not? You know. And the flip side is like we were talking about these other games. You watch the Bills, and Stephon Diggs is taken out of the game. Okay, so Josh Allen chucks it up to Gabriel Davis. Davis for four touchdowns. So that's an example of hey, we'll take what they what they give us. I think I think there's a balance between the two. It like, is because the Cowboys have always. I mean, going back to Jason Garrett, we're going to take what the defense gives us. We love our balance. We love all the different options we have. But hey, continue to find ways to get your top guys open. Yeah. you know, and get and get and get the ball to them. But when they took Diggs out the game, did their offense stall? No, Hell no, no, and that's that's the puzzling thing for me. It's like, Hell well, no. you can you can take that side of the argument. It's like, well, damn, they should have won that game. Is, is, is Gabriel Davis better than Ceedee Lamb? Not a no. Day. Yeah, no. there's no way. Nah, no, not today. Yeah, he had 200 yards receiving and four touchdowns. He balled out. And we're all on the same page here. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree. But it's, it's all it's all coming to a head. And what is that head? Ooh. It's the offensive coordinator. 
I mean, that's that's what it has been, and and you it goes back to the conversation. I feel like we're broken records in this studio, but it goes all the way back to he was in the bag early, and then the bag ran out, and then he didn't have anything to refill the bag with, and that's exactly what happened all the way through. <laughs> and it, there's no reason why a, a, an offense of this caliber, an offense with so many weapons, yeah. and and that's the thing. We're not knocking Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb as no, players, no, no. but we're saying. The execution was not there, and it's partly their fault. Sure, it's it doesn't all fall on Kellen Moore, but a good chunk of it definitely does. It does, and it a good chunk of it also falls on your offensive line. Yeah, it's true execution too. There, um, I mean, look after watching the 49ers, another team that left me green with envy on yeah, their offensive yeah. line. I mean, they came in here, and I think for all that we were talking about them, their offensive line is being overlooked. I mean, they are mowing people down. That's why Debo can do what he does. Did you see the motion with Trent Williams and the way oh they pushed God. him across the that line? That should be illegal. It should be. It should be illegal. It's assault. <laughs> I mean, the way that you have that man rolling downhill with a head of steam and then just chop blocking a so, edge rusher. So you said green with envy. Do you feel better about the loss to them now after uh, no. watching them at Green Bay? No, I, you know what I – Look, man, I feel like physicality-wise, after watching it a few times, they just came and they bludgeoned us. They yeah. did a really good job. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they lift, lifted your chin up and it, boom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like that. I mean, we got fopped in the mouth, bro. It, it happened, and it was it was from the beginning. It doesn't matter if you were nerve, what, whatever jittery or whatever it was. I think physicality-wise, they showed you that that's who the 49ers are. You saw what they did to Green Bay. I mean, they mowed Green Bay down. They didn't have to score offensively because the game was pretty much won in the trenches on how physical they were. And their special teams, I mean, come on, man. It's just whatever you can say about them. They deserve all the accolades. But they're just a physical-ass team, and they don't go away from what got them there. I think a lot of teams, what happens is you have early success. You try and tinker with some other things, and then you get in trouble, and you go, oh, my God, who are we? And you can't go back into that bag. I think Kellen Moore, that's what the problem was, what got you successful, and also the injury to Ezekiel Elliott. You got on one through whatever that Panthers game was, and the running game, went straight down. And there was no more production after that. We understand that Dak needs other pieces around him. Uh, to come on now, to be successful. Essilor that mic? I definitely Essilor the mic because I'm seeing I'm seeing very clear right now as to what Heck was trying to say. Listen up, Heck. Come on. He's lifted the chin up on that mic. Yeah, lifted the chin. Listen up here. Bop. I hear you. I hear you, Heck. But I'm not listening. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not listening. The reason being, again, Jimmy, Kansas City's leading rusher was who? Patrick Mahomes. Buffalo's leading rusher was who? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Do they have more weapons than the Cowboys at the receiver position? Uh, San Francisco, or excuse no, no. me, Kansas City. Kansas City's right there. Yes. Kansas City's right there. Yeah. I would say okay. Yes. Right. They're right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bills are close. All right. But no. Running backs. Neither one. Neither one of them has a better backfield mm-hmm. than us. Even, even with a Zeke that's injured. Correct? And yet they still find a way, even without their running backs involved in the game, who ran the ball for them? The receivers. You got to worry about Pringle. You got to worry about Tyreek. McCall Hardman. You got to worry about you know Hardman and McKinnon. They find ways to run, quote-unquote, run the ball. There's not an excuse. I hear you. But there's not an excuse, even if it comes in the form of stepping outside of tradition. They have to find a way as a coordinator to utilize your best players to get what you still need to get done and get it accomplished. And that's what these other coordinators are doing. I'm not taking any of the responsibility off Dak. We're not talking about Dak right now because he has his own things he has to work on this offseason. But the coordinators, I'm just looking square in the, in the eye, coordinators, they find ways to get it done regardless of what they have uh, uh, available to them. Real quickly because I know you'll have a rebuttal to you this. You know I do. But mm-hmm. I, I do. I disagree with you here oh, okay. because of the way you just pushed Dak aside like that okay because look at the the rushing attack from from the bills on sunday okay 10 carries 26 yards for devin singletary yep. and a touchdown mm-hmm. long run of seven that's a similar stat line to mm-hmm. what zeke had the back half of Agreed. the season it was not impressive but they gave him carries still didn't have that efficiency and then they had mckenzie who had three carries for 15 yards and his long was 11 so it's not like uh-huh. he had any success what did the quarterback has that one true punch 11 for 68 that's the thing though is 
Dak Prescott wasn't able to do that. Those guys were he wasn't special. Wide Why not? Those guys were special Sunday on, in terms of their escapability yeah, and yeah, scrambling. Yeah. And yeah, that was but, 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 what, but what, do that this what year. attribute does Dak not possess that he can't do the same thing? Please help me understand. But he didn't do it, though. He, I, I, that's a decision. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but he's capable. So, is he, though? <laughs> Since the injury, is yes. he capable? My question yeah, he's is on that. Well, we saw He's a little healthy. bit more of it as the season went on. Yeah, but he, yeah, I think he was obviously more selective in doing it, and I don't really blame him for that. I don't either. Uh, coming off the two injuries. I mean, look, there, he was trying to get through the season and get to that point at the playoffs. I mean, he was. And I th- he talked about it. Like, there's a time and a place to do it. I, he did more of it late. So I think he's still capable of doing it, but... I think maybe we're expecting too much from a guy coming off that type of injury to just be the same scrambler no, that he that's was. That's my thing. You know, you're uh, saying when it's not cutting time, do what you do. Do what if you, you got. If you got, if you got to run it, and if the running game is hurting, then be the difference. Yeah. All right, but the two quarterbacks that you're talking about are different. Different. Uh, Whoa, slow down. Hold on, Jim Shoes. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just telling you for Dak. Hit what what is his in his secret sauce is a running game that completely disappeared at the in the middle of the season. The running back that we're talking about that had the PCL mm-hmm. and also the the second team running back that dealt with Plantar, right? Uh-huh. All of that the running game just completely tanked. Uh-huh. Kansas City has so many other things that they can go to. What else that we do we have once our running game goes away? What? Because at that point, your rhythm is gone. Teams that can pin their ears back and come after you because of where your yeah. offensive line oh, is. Hey, I know where this is going. Hey, he just read the stats Wait, of their backfield. He just read the stats of their backfield. The difference is there's no invisible force field for Josh Allen and, 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 and Mahomes. You're saying they, the quarterback making the difference. You're doggone right. When there, well, when there's no I'm run saying. game. If they want to cover, I'm taking the first down. I am taking it, sliding, getting my butt up, walking back to the huddle. First down, move the chains. Correct. That, that's but what pieces. those guys did. They took, the, they took the bull by the horns and said, screw this doggone bull. I'm moving my team forward, regardless of what I'm comfortable doing. Well, he did do that to some extent against San Francisco. He led them in he rushing did. in Absolutely. the game. Absolutely, he did. That yeah, game. I, when he wasn't getting... But that's what you're you know, asking for. But that's what but, I'm but, 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 but there was plenty of other opportunities. Where? What I'm, in the San Francisco game? Yes, in the San Francisco game. He only had three carries for 20, or yeah. no, 10 yards yeah. prior to the 17-yarder at the well, end. The other, so it's the not other like he was it, a difference maker as a runner. I, but he, but he could have been, is what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not asking and for Dak to come out here you and, and I, just start okay. saucing cats up like Mike Vick. You and I I'm, are on the same page. <laughs> We're on the same page here. You're saying it's a decision. Yeah. But there's also the argument that maybe it's not well, a no, I, no, maybe it's No, I think he did do more of it late in the season. I think you can argue what we saw Sunday – Mahomes and Allen are better at doing that than Dak. I mean, I th- that they are more dynamic scramblers. They than have Dak been Prescott. from the beginning. But yeah, doesn't mean he can't do it. It doesn't mean maybe next year, or another year removed from that injury, maybe we won't see more of that. I, I don't know. But yeah, I think that that was less of his game this year coming off the injury. No question about it. But you want him to see see him do more of that. I want to see him move the chains by any means necessary. I have a tattoo on me that says "By any means necessary." You own one this morning. No, I'm tattoo. just, I'm just. <laughs> I'm all about. I don't like. You know, I try to. I try to take all excuses away. There were plenty of opportunities for Dak to move these chains. He did. There were plenty of opportunities for killing more. But you were calling for that for the beginning of the season. You damn right. You've been saying that since the beginning. Move the the chains. I'm not asking you to run nobody over. But why don't you think he did it? There's an invisible force field. Star Wars. What? (laughs) It was like he made the decision. It was a decision not to run. He made the decision not to run. The whole field, booty butt naked, open. Right. Everybody's covered. And he's like, eh, who's still down there? Who's still down there? But there's a Just reason for that. I can't put my finger on it because I'm not Dak. But all I can see is that there's an invisible force field. I know that he didn't utilize his feet the way he could have to help the team, the way he could have. And Kellen Moore didn't do him any favors by not getting his other guys involved in fly sweeps and reverse, whatever it might have been. Whatever, whatever being him he's doing, go watch his film. He figures it out. Mm-hmm. Another thing, another added element to this that both Buffalo and Kansas City have, and I'm, I'm going to take it to break off of this because I think we'll all kind of agree with this, is the fact that they had an added element to help Josh Allen and help Patrick Mahomes yes. run the football, and that was a sturdy offensive line for the most part. Those two guys, maybe not Joe Burrow and Kansas and Cincinnati, that's a different story. 
But the offensive lines from Buffalo and Kansas yeah. City are phenomenal okay. up front, and they they allowed those guys to move downfield by holding their blocks longer than Dallas had throughout the latter half of the season one of the with biggest, their offensive lines. It's one of the biggest things they got to look at this offseason. Absolutely. So when we come back, let's talk about that a little bit. There's some coaching rumors around Dan Quinn and company. What's the latest on that? And who are some of the priority free agents that the Cowboys need to look at? And where's the position of need for the Cowboys? When we return with more Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. I'll take that now. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobs at caliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. Show the people. Show the people. Yeah, show it on the oh yeah. Show the people. We finally did it. It happened. Off season. You gotta show the thin profile. Please show the thin profile. The people need to see how thin it is. Extra thin. Do you check your back pocket to make sure you have your wallet? Look at that. Oh my gosh. Aerodynamic. I just feel my back aligning back into place. (laughs) You feel quicker. (laughs) Your L4 and L5. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Spine feels good. Who needs a chiropractor whenever you've got a wallet change? Nice, man. Thank That's you. Again. Sleek, of course. I guess the that means thing my chiropractor says get rid of the big get wallet, rid of wallet in the back pocket. Yep. Maybe, maybe I, I guess <laughs> now I'm the one that has the biggest wallet because I've got a oh. fat stack. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Wow. No, not of no, money. No, no, you said it. Don't no. take it back. Don't backpedal. No, no, no Trayvon Diggs. No. We're not no. Trayvon Diggs. We're doggone Ezekiel Elliott. You go forward. No backpedaling. <laughs> you said you got a fat stack in your back pocket. That's what <laughs> you just said. Fat stack of gift hey, cards because that's all I live Beamer, off of. Beamer, clip that. No. I got a fat stack. It. I got a fat stack. Quit. Chill. 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 Bro. Slow that down. Fat Tap the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fat Sorry, stack. Kyle. You did to yourself, bro. Bro. Thank you oh, for geez. that, Jim. That just happened. Yeah. yeah, I walked right into that one. That's okay. ESPN the Ocho. All right. <laughs> Rob, uh, hmm. ESPN the Ocho. All the references flying around in this room are unbelievable. Um... Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Mm. Yeah. Will he be the defensive coordinator next year? It's a great question. I I wouldn't rule it out because, because if I'm him, like he's he may very well have options here. It might be Denver, it might be more than one team that really wants to hire him. 
Do they? If I'm him, do I? Is there a quarterback on that team where I feel like I can go win as a head coach next year? Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel that way, maybe you run it back here with some of the young talent you've got on this defense, and and there'll be more jobs potentially next year. I, I totally would not rule it out completely, but it sure seems like he's very interested in being a head coach again in 2022. He has interviewed in five different places that that we know of. And reportedly a second interview with Denver coming, mm-hmm. the GM who he w- once worked with. So there's a lot of smoke there, but I wouldn't say it's 100% that he's gone. So that's good. That makes me excited to hear 100%. I know you're on the bandwagon of you think he likes being here as a coordinator. Do, has <clears throat> that changed over the last couple of weeks? I believe that Dan Quinn is fully comfortable being here as a coordinator. However, there are, I think there are two opportunities that are available that will be intriguing to him. One in which is the Chicago Bears, yep. and number two is which is the Denver Broncos. And the reason why the Denver Broncos is to the same reasons that Rob P. just brought up, but also I think he the reason why he has not made a decision yet to this point is because he, I think there is some quarterback by the name of Aaron Rodgers who, yep. who might um, have just ended his season and I think he's waiting to see which team has the most leverage in terms of trying to acquire him and I think if Denver has that upper hand then I don't think that he'll be too far behind that you'll see Dan Quinn sign but I think those two have to be tied to each other. And the Broncos are also interviewing Green Bay's offensive coordinator <laughs> so like it's just very interesting to see where the dominoes fall or does Rodgers retire who knows. And, and then where does Watson go? There's a lot of questions yep. out there that still have to be answered. But, you know, there's a lot of ego that goes into coaching. And there's only, you know, there's only 32 of these jobs. And Dan Quinn obviously <laughs> deals in ego like the rest of us men. And he wants one of them. Why not? You do all of this to get to the mountaintop. He's a proven commodity in the NFL. I mean, I love him. You were talking about him when he first got hired. I didn't obviously just knowing about him from afar and not understanding like how culture changing he is as a coach his even in OTAs man out there with boxing gloves on getting down in the muck with the defensive lineman I think teams want that especially with the psyche of today's player I think Dan Quinn speaks directly to that that's not enough to be said about guys like Tom Coughlin can't coach in this NFL because team that guys are so much more fragile than the way that they used to be and just Dan Quinn and that he's a I don't want to call him a players coach to make it seem like he's lax in any way I just think he speaks directly to he meets no, he them at their level. He meets them at their level. That's a great point because Mike has said that after the game, kind of just what you said that that it's more than just football with him. He he cares about you, and and so he really connects with players. He's a culture builder. I think that's what teams see, and that's what they like. That's what he brought to Atlanta. They just didn't quite get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, he should have a Super Bowl ring. He really should. Um, one more thing I want to say about that though: there, the, if he goes to Denver, let's just say that happens. That's six games against Pat Mahomes. Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. Whew. So you they have some talent on defense, man. We saw it here firsthand, oh, yeah. but you need a quarterback in this league. That's the biggest takeaway I took from this past weekend of games. Especially in the AFC. Yeah. And a lot of people think that Denver is a quarterback away from being a legitimate roster again anyways because of how good that defense is and because of some of the weapons, the young guys that they have on the offensive side. But it, with Dan Quinn, it, it's – I, I agree with you. I think the quarterback situation is certainly what's most intriguing because right now you look at the the pool of candidates. I mean, look at Doug Peterson, Jim Caldwell, Kellen Moore is in that list. I mean, he's been interviewed by four or five teams already. Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, all these names that are out there. Dan Quinn's toward the top of that list, if not the top of that list, because of what he did as the defensive coordinator here. So he may have those options, and he he has an opportunity to be picky. So maybe he's picky enough to say, none of these intrigue me. I'm going to come back here for another year because he does have a good situation in Dallas. But if he were to leave, how much concern does that have for you on this defense with some of the added youth and the talent that you have on that side of the ball? Man, I just feel like he has to strike while the iron is hot, and he's hot right now in his position. Um, I don't think that, obviously, being here in Dallas and the the digs that you got here is not a bad deal. And also, having one of the premier defenders in the league to coach for the next however long is another thing. I think this defense, obviously, if you go – to last year, to this year, uh, night and day. Uh, and it definitely night and day with the personnel that you brought on. And that made the bigger difference also. But I just believe that – I believe in Dan Quinn. I believe in what he's brought uh, to the system. But to, to Dallas, 
but I just don't believe that he's going to be here. I just well, you know. I know. And my question was, <laughs> how hard is he to replace with the pieces that he has put in place now? But that, I mean, I guess we don't know until we get there. Uh, but I think when you have a question, when you have a coach like George Edwards, you have other guys that are on your staff. You have 29 coaches or 28 coaches after McAdoo is left. I think you have coaches on staff that also help that. So I don't know if it's as impossible as you think it is, or you have to go out and bring in just for a name a Zimmer yeah. or yeah. someone like that. You know, you don't have to go out and reach. I think you have someone on staff that can help you. Maybe Joe Witt Jr. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, because he's worked with Dan. Similar scheme, foundations there. Great coach, players like him, uh, respect him. Regardless, though, Isaiah, man, like from a personnel standpoint, whoever's running this defense, we talked about offensive free agents. There's a lot of guys on defense that the depth, as it stands right now, is not what it <laughs> would be this past season at, <clears throat> at, at linebacker on defensive line. Obviously, Randy Gregory's a priority in the in the secondary as well. They're going to have to get creative. And restocking this defense and trying to re-sign guys, but might be having to go elsewhere for other guys. And why would guys sign back to Dallas? What would be the number one reason why guys would re-up here on the defensive side of the ball? Because you think you're close and he's here? Yeah, if Dan Quinn's here. That second part. Uh, Dan Quinn here. Even if Dan Quinn's not here to play with Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons, Mm. I would throw that into the mix. Players would want to play with them. I'm not saying that they wouldn't. I'm not saying that that's enough to bring them back. Mm. Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, who's going to put you in position to make the most plays? Who's going to put you in a position to now, make the most defense? Now, if I'm J-Run Curse, yeah. I yeah. go wherever Dan I'm, Quinn I'm in, his, I'm in his back pocket. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm lint. I am lint in his pocket. <laughs> I didn't even mention him. Yeah, yeah. and like you yeah. go from being kind of a special teams guy, start a few games in your career, to the leading tackler on the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. I walk and into lint that office in your back say, pocket, bro. hi there, Mr. Quinn. I will be there <laughs> yeah. every step of the way. Yeah, that's so, right. that's so, so I bring that up because the reality is Dallas is in a bad position. Right now, that position that they figure that they might find themselves in, but now that a quarter of the league, a quarter of the league's head coaching positions are available. Literally, think about that. There's yeah. eight, there's eight spots available, okay, and you know that those spots won't be available for at least another couple of years. So you know, and there's probably another quarter, if not more than that, in the league that those positions just won't become available just because those coaches are just that enthralled into their organization. So there's to your point, right? Striking while the iron's hot. There's a high probability that he's probably gone just because of just then. When's the next opportunity that I will have? The defense, the ability for the Dallas Cowboys to bring back all these free agents, right? All these unrestricted guys. The majority of them are on the defensive side of the ball. You tell them, you know, a lot of guys were on one-year deals or whatever it may have been. Those guys are going to be sitting back waiting, saying, "Where's Dan going? Mm. Where, where's 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 where Quingo? Where's DQ? Where, where's he? Where's he at? All right. And as soon as he signs, hey, DQ, you you got room for your boy? Yeah. You remember what I did for you last year? Look at right? KZ and Neil. Yeah. That's exactly what they did Absolutely. when he signed from Atlanta. Absolutely. So now you have that many more guys yeah. that are going to want to piggyback and hop in, your, hop in your backpack. So you start, you start talking about some of these defensive coordinators. Zimmer, his, his personality doesn't match this team. It just doesn't. You got somebody like Dan Quinn right now. You see positive, you know what I'm saying, creative, engaging, uplifting, all those kind of things, exciting, high energy. And then you try to bring in a Zimmer. Just – it's just it's different. If we start about, talking about culture, it just doesn't match. So there's only so many of those guys. So I was saying the ability to bring those guys back, they're all going to be waiting in the wings to find out where Dan Quinn is going, much like Dan Quinn's probably waiting to see where his Aaron Rodgers is going. Has anyone had started the argument with Dan Quinn that his success in the NFC East was because of the, the horribleness of the offenses that he went no, against? No, no, don't do that. No, 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 I'm just asking. You can't. If we don't, if, if we win in the NFC East and we're saying that we're playing against B-team players, mm. can we not use the same argument yes, against the could. defensive coordinator? Yes, you could okay, but, no. his, but his but then you have to factor in his track record. No, no, I'm talking about what he just he got fired midseason from one from one team, came here, and now he's a, he's a top commodity. I'm just asked to do those things go into the equation as well. There are, there are guys that have coached like Zimmer that you're talking yeah. about that's had success as a coordinator. Yeah. You can't take yeah. that away from him. So how do you factor in that? I would I would throw into that argument. The only thing I would want to bring up as well is even in the losses against big teams. Did the defense play well in Kansas City? Yes. Absolutely. They totally did. Did the defense play well against Arizona in Week 17? For the most part, enough enough to win. Enough to get the job done. Did they play well enough against San Francisco to get a win if your offense is remotely 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like oh. even in those games, he still oh. did the job to a, a, a level that you expected. He did, and the turnaround was remarkable. But to X point, I mean, there were issues. They leaked big plays. They leaked big plays at times run in the defense. pass game, run game, yards after catch. I think was tops in the league against yeah. them. So it wasn't perfect. But what from what they were a year ago to where they are now, and you have to credit players on the field too. Micah Parsons is a big part of that. Yes. Trayvon Diggs is a big part of that. Um, I will give DQ credit for bringing it all together, though. Yeah. And we've kind of put that on there as well. Do you believe that that's the case? No, I'm poking. Poking. Devil's advocate a little bit. No, I like it. I like it. You have to take that into consideration. You absolutely have to. If you want to talk about how bad the NFC East is, you have to talk about, okay, what his success against them versus other teams. I get it. But I do believe that he performed well enough. Uh, to put his teams in position to win ball games, defense. Obviously, the run defense wasn't where it needed to be. At the end of the day, guys gotta they gotta drop they gotta drop their drop the midsection, you know, and 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 be able to stop the ball. Lost Brent Urban. People don't talk about that enough. That was a major loss. Major loss. Um, obviously, Gallimore came a long way. Uh, also, Digazua did a good job coming a long way. I feel like but those guys still left a lot on the table. too. I think they left a lot on the table. I mean, they're they're not. A, we brought in a we brought in an offseason acquisition to stop the run. Yeah, and he got hurt. Yeah. Now, now you like to have more guys behind him, but the, the reality is he was our Chris Jones. He was our big boy in the middle that you know what I'm saying that really just shut things down and he got hurt. I want you to just be able to clarify this. You're not comparing, comparing to not Brent, at all. No, 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 Brent no, no. no. I said he's ours, 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 ours. I just wanted to yes, throw no, that out there. Just no, no. To make sure. I, I, I could have said Vita Ve. I could have said whatever. Right? He's our version. That, of that. role. Yeah, that role. That position. <laughs> not, not the player. Okay, not the player. That position. Okay. It's not that slippery of a slope, Isaiah. You got it. No, no, at all. But. But when you think about Dan Quinn, and you have to take into account his history. Why is he still a highly touted guy? He's not highly touted simply because of what he just did this year. He's highly touted because his history says so. He led his team to the doggone Super Bowl in, in ATL. Unfortunately, it was one of the worst losses in the history of the football. But guess what? They got to the game, something that this organization hasn't done in a very long time. He got that organization there. You go back, why did he get that opportunity to be the head coach in Atlanta? Well, he just happened to win a Super Bowl by being a D coordinator in Seattle. So his, his history shows him that he's consistent with this in terms of changing cultures, in terms of you know, highlighting players and getting guys in position to make plays. He elevates the play of guys, just like everybody talks about Jordan. Jordan elevated the play of guys. LeBron scores more points, has all these different stats, but guess what? He doesn't elevate the play of guys, right? So that's the difference, okay? So Dan Quinn, everywhere he's went, He's had good defenses. He's elevated his play of guys, and guys have become superstars simply because they've been in a position to make plays, and he's gave them the confidence to do so. And any team that's going to hire Dan Quinn is going to be excited about getting Dan Quinn Absolutely. because of the, exactly what you just said, the resume, the caliber, and the, the person that he is and the kind of players, coach that he is. They will be excited to have him in their locker room. So credit to him, credit to, to what he's built, but also – this could either be a great thing or a extremely scary thing for Cowboys fans. Is that if Dan Quinn's not available, Ooh. whoever is the defensive coordinator heading into 2022, because of the free agents, because of the holes on that defense, they're going to have an instant opportunity to leave their stamp on that defense moving into this next season, which could either be terrifying or it could be a good thing. Who knows? Depending on who that candidate ultimately ends up being. All right, when we come back, here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to pick the championship games this weekend and also discuss should the NFL change their overtime rules when we come back with more from the star in Frisco. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. 
where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on Talkin' Cowboys. What did you just, what was that? I went went Star Trek on you. I went Star Trek. Star Trek? Star Trek. You don't remember? Uh Uh-uh. Jordy? Neeron. Come really? Uh-uh. Yeah. Wow. The black dude from Reading Rainbow. Yeah, that's right. Now. Yo. Kyle just said, what's Rafi, Reading I'm going to need you to brush no, up, okay? Black History Month starts next week. I need you to brush Come up. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. You're right. You're right. You're no, right. February 1st, you got to do regular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to brush up on that, too. But, uh, yeah, you got I'll, it. I'll do it. It's part of it. I get part of it. It, it, it took one episode oh. into the offseason of Reading Rainbow being a reference. Oh. I was just being nice. I don't Did know you see the light bulb? Come on, dude. I don't know reading. Yeah. You don't know reading Rainbow? Rainbow? You don't know when reading? I was a kid, like, I, the more va- you know, I vaguely remember reading Rainbow. LeVar Burton? Anything. The name's familiar. Take a look. It's in a book. Wow. Yeah. Reading Rainbow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't remember the glasses? From Star Trek? Oh Man, I'm not a Star it was Trek a guy. Thing. I'm not it a Star was Trek a guy. When he took them off. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Star Wars guy? No. Oh, oh so you're just not a sci-fi. Is that a, is that a sponsor? Roots, but I'm not don't, don't do that. Don't do, do that. You, know, you bring out Toby. <laughs> don't do it. Don't what do did it. you say? We're not there. Nothing. We're not there. Nothing you got at least at another all. week before you bring that up. At least another week. <laughs> at least. <I> <laughs> I'm next Wednesday. That's when you're allowed to do it. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, February first. You're allowed. Oh Jesus. Oh goodness. <laughs> Welcome back to Talking Cowboys. Hope you're having fun. Presented by Tostitos. Heck, my Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Having some fun here. Hey, we, it's nice to smile again. Fudge. Good to smile. <laughs> what? Good to smile again. All right. Should the overtime rules be changed in the NFL? That's a huge topic of conversation. Now, the Cowboys haven't necessarily (laughs) fallen victim to this, but certainly the Bills did this past weekend. I felt so bad for Josh Allen. He never got a shot. And that's really kind of the the, the conversation. The, The single game of the Chiefs and the Bills shouldn't be enough to change the rule. However, the changing of the rules should be the fact that 10 out of 11 teams that have won the coin toss have won the football game throughout the season. Yeah. Or I, I can't remember exactly when the— When did it used to be? It used to be sudden death. Whoever scored. Yeah. Field goal wins it. Yeah. So they have tried to adjust They've it. They've adjusted it, but it's still yeah. not enough. It's still not giving both teams an equal opportunity. But at that point, like, when does it end? I was going to yep. say, don't, don't you think TV probably factors into this a little bit? Absolutely. In the regular season, yes. And and I don't really I'm okay with if you wanted a compromise of just keeping the regular season the same and then the postseason it at least allows an opportunity for a team to get back and forth. But again, it goes into the question of so, when does it stop? Let's just say this: the the Kansas City game was the only game that you saw that you said, "Man, this they need to change the rules," because it was an instant classic that you did not want to see stop. Yes, Fair. but exactly. but it has to stop. It's like I tell my kids, the rules are the rules for a reason, and yeah. that's why we have them. But I understand, like we are trying to make pro football into college football, and if the scheme is going to change to more of a college pro- football, let's let's do the same Ooh. thing with pro. The football. What if they did that? What if they put on the yeah. twenty-five and just go? That would actually be awesome. I love oh, college see? football. Because you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. That's what everybody is clamoring for. But so let's do it. Here's here's put the, the ball thing. on a fifty-yard line like the XFL and just freaking go at it. Did you just have fun? 
That, that's the thing that I, I want to talk about, though, is because you, you mentioned at some point it's got to end. Rules are rules. That's fine. But why is a coin toss deciding 10 out of 11 games? That's the biggest. It takes no skill whatsoever to walk up and say, heads, Oh, we got it. Let's take. The, let's win this football game. Well, well to be fair, call is tails. By the way, because it never fails. never fails. Yeah, I agree fails. completely. Mm. To be fair, I mean, you still got to go. You still have to go out there and play defense, right? I mean, yeah, if, I you, agree. If, you, if you kick a field goal and then you get the ball back and you go out there and score a touchdown, game's over. You win. So I think that the overtime rules are actually relatively good. It's just that when you face these explosive offenses like that, it just sucks. And you're gassed at the end. And you're gassed. Both of those defenses. <clears throat> they were laid it out. Done. What would you? What would you submit to change? Mm-hmm. Would you go the full 15 minutes and then then what? What if it's still tied? I would I liked that idea that that had been thrown out. I was trying to find the list. There was a Sorry. bunch of them. But yeah, play 10 minutes, play a quarter. It's the closest thing to real football to try and decide a winner. That's that's my thing. I mean, look at soccer. Soccer does it that way and soccer's not perfect either with the penalty kicks and whatever but soccer, that they have going on. But soccer is a 2-hour game. No commercials, <laughs> a 10-minute halftime, yeah. and it's a lot more TV-friendly. It's the reason why I didn't play soccer. That's yeah. <laughs> so It's a big-ass field. Just don't start talking about hockey. So cool. Playing <laughs> yeah. a 10-minute game of overtime wouldn't be TV-friendly. That's that's my thing. TV friendly, a ten minute overtime period where each team gets an extra timeout, and yeah, then but, you, you but, go into it that way. And nobody scores. Then what? Then what? Then what do you do? Then you go back to sudden death, and then people are still pissed, dun, dun, dun. and it's a four hour game. Fair. I think so the like, rules are, are pretty darn. Do penalty kicks. Yeah. Let's just get both field goal units out there and just kick yeah. field goals until you lose. You just have to stop that first drive. And then doesn't Josh Allen have the number? Did Buffalo Bills are they the number one? What are they on the defense? They were last. They year. were the oh, number, yeah, they were number one. Leslie Frazier. Yeah. yeah, Leslie Frazier. Yeah, number one defense. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, just squib the kick the squib kick the ball. So Don't give it to Mahomes at the twenty five. Mahomie. Mm. Yeah, with no time off the clock. So mm. that's where they messed up. My opinion. Don't don't I agree. give him. You that didn't chance. want to give him a short field either, though. Who's returning? Mm. If it's a squib, it doesn't really matter, right? The but hell, it don't. If you do really? it, right. hell, it don't. You kick it to the wrong person, <laughs> he will squib it to the house. Who's old boy from McCann City back in the day before Tyreek Hill? Oh God, I can't think of his name, but yeah, he. Who was he, Robert? It was Tyreek Hill uh, before Tyreek Hill. I know he went to Florida State. Yeah, the return man. <sighs> Somebody got to know it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Beamer, you know who it is. Not, not Peter Warwick. No. No. Before Peter Warwick. Um, no, he was cold blooded. He was nasty. But Anyways, you get somebody like him, or even if it was Tyreek Hill back. Yes. Dante, Dante Hall. Dante Hall. Uh, oh, yeah. You get somebody like that the ball, or Tyreek. I don't know if Tyreek might have been back there returning the kick. I mean, you see what he did on the punt return? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. So you guys would not change Jesus. the overtime rules. You think no. it's a domino that just sucks. It's a snowball that goes all the you, way through. Your defense has to just step up in that first series and hold him to a field goal. It's all you can ask. That's all you can ask is your defense. I need just don't let these boys score, and that's a lot to ask. That's my one thing though is is this day and age offenses rule. That's the case. Teams win games off of offenses until they don't get an opportunity. Okay, well I guess you could change it and say both teams get a chance. Both teams get a possession, and then it's sudden death. But I guess you could do that. Yeah. I, I, they already tried to adjust it once, so I really don't have that much of a problem with it. Remember, yeah. when it sucks for Josh Allen. First though. time, huh? they adjusted the first time because uh, the Saints beat the Vikings, and I remember it was Brett Favre that was sitting on the sideline watching the Saints win the game with a field goal, yeah. and they changed the rule. Mm-hmm. Because you know, God forbid, Brett Favre didn't have an opportunity to touch the ball. Exactly. What it was. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I, I think you, the more most fans in the NFL are. Like you, they want to see both quarterbacks have an opportunity in, in, in a situation like that in overtime. Yeah. The rules stipulate that, hey, you score a touchdown, it's over. So it puts the onus on your defense, and we cannot separate Josh Allen from his defense. The what, Bills lost. What if you kept the rules the same except you had to score eight points to automatically? Oh, my gosh. That would be fun. That would be fun. So then you would, you would have the same rules, yeah. but it's the first to eight. So then you, you you go all the way down the field, you score a touchdown. Well, guess what? It's not over then. You got to turn around and score a two point conversion. And if not, then you give the ball right back. How about you have a sudden death on the, on the 50 yard line, so, put the ball on the 50, and all your kickers have to go out there and make it? Shush, shush. I, I read uh, a suggestion. Hey, Greg the leg. I go read, do it. I read a suggestion that the, the both teams would get the ball, the first team could kick a field goal or kick the extra point, the second team had to go for two. 
now we're trending into like arena league territory yeah. here. But it's fun. You want to get even more arena league? Here's yeah. another he idea. He thought about this. Here. This dude. Oh, I've I've had all weekend to think about this. <laughs> sitting here waiting on this to happen. What about this one? Whatever team wins the coin toss gets to choose where the ball starts, or like where the drive starts. You spot the ball. Uh-huh. And then the other team gets to choose whether they receive or they kick. So you could put it at the one yard line, but then the other team gets to receive it. I'm telling you, there's some gadgety <laughs> things you could do with all this. But you want to put it at the 50, maybe, or do you want to put it at the 20? Where were you, where were mean, you when you were coming up with all you this? Found, you, you thought about this when you was on the toilet drinking. He was definitely on the toilet. <laughs> I tell you exactly what he was. He was on a toilet. He looked to his yeah, left or to his right. He didn't see no toilet tissue. He looked behind him to see no baby wipes. He said, "Shit, where's my phone at?" <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that's some thought, dog. I mean, how did you? Man, I got some, I got some, I got some time. Saying, you call it spot the ball. Have some fun with it. All right, let's talk about these championship <sighs> games. Cowboys, unfortunately, not a part of it. Team that beat the Cowboys are. <laughs> They will be taking on the L.A. Rams in the NFC Championship game. Who you guys got in that one? We'll start with you, Isaiah. Just in that game? Yeah, San Francisco, L.A. La la. I've been saying L.A. for a minute. You have been on that bandwagon for a while. Even back when they were struggling, you said. L.A. and KC, baby. Who do you think? Man, Shanahan lives rent-free in McVay's head, mm. man, all day long. He owns them. Six six in a row, I believe, is, yeah. is what's going. And he had he, they spotted him 17 points last time at home and still had more 49er fans in the building. They don't even have a home field advantage in this situation. I'm going with Shanahan. I just think that I believe the 49ers are going to roll you, over. Did you see the defensive line of, of L.A.? I did. Did you see the defensive line of San Francisco? It wasn't like L.A. This dude Tom Brady got hit every replay. Every replay. Aaron Donald and Von Miller this were like, missing a couple this guys is why we're front. here. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Chris brings up a great point. He still came back in that game. Tom Brady's still I Tom Brady. You. I hear you. He's that still TV 12, but he's gone. Uh, what do you guys think about the fact that the L.A. was – Limiting ticket sales to the greater LA area for a split second. They were uh-huh. like, "Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna keep it regionalized in our sales." Oh, and then did they? They did that for what? a for a hot second, and wow. then they. I think the NFL probably was like, "Yeah, you yeah, can't no, you do can't that. do that." <laughs> yeah, so they opened it right back up. But <laughs> they they put out a Sam message Fran and travels, everything. Man. They travel. Who you got? Uh, I'm gonna take the Rams as well. I just think uh, going back to the final week of the regular season, you mentioned the spotting of 17. They let off the gas. I think the Rams are a better team all the way through, and I think they're on a mission for for Matthew Stafford, for Sean McVay, for Aaron Donald and company. I think all those guys are on a mission. OBJ's been playing really well. I just think they're more explosive and yeah. being even though it's going to be a probably a sixty forty Rams crowd, it's not gonna be a true home field advantage. I still think they're are you factoring get the job in done. Debo Samuels? Debo is great, but he's also banged up a little bit. George Kittle was banged up in that well, game. Jimmy Garoppolo is not as good of a quarterback as Matthew Stafford, even on any day no. of the week. McVay doesn't have a problem getting his guys the ball. No. He doesn't. <laughs> there you go. Cooper Cup is a Legitimate monster. You can't take away all their weapons. No. And they get all their weapons of the ball. Mm. I can't believe I rattled <laughs> off all those names and I didn't mention Cooper Cup first. Cam Akers, Higby, uh, uh, you got Cup, Jefferson, OBJ. Pick your poison. They're ballers. All of them. I, I honestly, I think, and I'll, <clears throat> I'll put this out there now. If the Rams win this game, I'd pick them over the AFC team, even if it's the Chiefs. I'd, uh, I still would do that. No, I'm saying it right now. I would do it. No, I'm kind of with you. Like yeah. I, I've been on them too. Dependent on how Stafford plays. When sure. he plays well, I think they can honestly beat anybody. And I think I think they're due. I think they're due to win this game. But heck, could be right because we very well may look at it next week and say the 49ers were this year's team that got hot at the right time yep. and surprised everybody. People compare them to that, your Giants. Giant, they do have that formula, and that's honestly what the Bucks did last Shoot year them too. Up. <clears throat> I agree. I, think, I mean, I get you. I get you to a certain point. But I just think LA, LA traded away their entire future kids <laughs> to acquire all these players, and this is why they did it. They truly they, have everything. They if are, Stafford doesn't give the ball away. If yeah. he doesn't get the ball and away. They're, or they're dropping balls and are yeah. fumbling balls. So who are you picking? I'm picking the Rams. I'm picking the Rams, yeah. too. Okay, what about the AFC? Bengals and the Chiefs. Giving them redheads. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs all the way. I think they're on a mission again, too. Yeah. I, Chris Jones Mm-mm. is going to show up in this game. But you, whoa. Mm-mm. Huh? 
What? There's a twinge in there. I saw it. Well, no, no, not really. I think he was just thinking. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you can't discount what Joey Burrow is doing right now. He's awesome. Him and Jamar Chase, both. But Heck mentioned the nine sacks, and I just think back to when the Cowboys went up there and Chris Jones just wrecked the game. I just think think it ends here. Great run for Cincy. Fantastic. Of my childhood. Icky Woods and Jerry Rice in the Super Bowl. I mean, that first was, Super Bowl I remember. Yeah, we're about the same age, right? Yeah. No, I'm definitely older. Okay, than you. But, um, <laughs> that's but, the first game I remember. Yeah, I mean, but but that would be good. I mean, I'm I'm not going being crazy here. And the last time I said that, Cincinnati won. Oh, pick them. They're not beating Casey, pick em. bro. Pick them. They you were you beat, were different on the NFC, but they beat Kansas City already three weeks yeah. ago. They beat them in the regular yeah. season. Yes. That's what's up. Wasn't a fluke either. That's At what's home. up. In, the in Cincinnati. I think I'm going to put two on the 10 on this one. Oh. I'm going to pick the, the catch-up boys. I ain't doing it. Oh, yeah. You switched it. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Corso. Lee Corso, that whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. A great note to end on. Hope you enjoy the week of football. We're right there with you, Cowboys Nation. We wish the Cowboys were a part of it as well. But we will still love to watch some football this weekend, and we'll have some fun to talk about it next week here on Talking Cowboys. Back next Tuesday at 11.30 Central Time. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. See you next time on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!